What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Carolina Next Day Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Palat. It's our final episode of 2017, and I think it's a good one. Jim and I start off the conversation talking about Trump, so you can go ahead and get your drink ready. We talk about the quote-unquote war on Christmas and the puff pieces people keep writing about, about Trump country in America. We shift gears. We talk the Christmas games both in the NFL and NBA. I asked Jim whether he thinks that KD got a block on LeBron, whether it matters. We talk the biggest disappointments in the NFL. NFL this season, especially yesterday. Christmas gave Jim a gift and the rest of the Patriots by giving them James Harrison. We talk why the NFL ratings are down, why the NBA ratings are up, and Papa John out as the CEO of his own freaking company. It's another year, which means another round of John Gruden rumors are here. We talk that. Then we talk Josh Rosen possibly sitting out or stepping away if the Cleveland Browns draft him first overall. All that and more this week on the Carolina Knicks A podcast. Today is December 26, 2017. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa to everyone out there. Happy Festivus. Jim, I got a question for you, man. Are you happy? Are you excited? And are you pleased with your Lord and Savior, Donald J. Trump, who won the war on Christmas this year? <laughs> my, oh, my God. I, do you, why do we even pay attention to this shit at this point? I don't understand it. I, I mean, are, are you not happy that instead of happy holidays on the Starbucks cup that now we have Donald <laughs> J Trump to thank that those people say Merry Christmas occasionally. No, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. Okay. None of it. Well, seems, it, it seems like Fox news sure cares a lot. I mean, I'm Fox seeing news. I, okay. Listen, this is, this is the problem. Okay. Here's the problem. Fox news doesn't do, doesn't give you news. I don't, I don't understand this. It doesn't, it's, it's, not even real reporting. This sounds like liberal bias, Jim. They and we're won, not going to have no, any of that. They on the, won a we're, court case years ago, that, that, and the, the court ruled that they had no obligation to share, you know, real information. They could make it up if they wanted. Fake it's just news. programming. Fake news. What you are saying is fake news. That's exactly what you're saying. I'm sorry. It's all fake news, dude. It's all fake news. I got a question for you. I do have a real question for you on a serious note. You know, a, a few weeks ago, uh, well, not a few weeks ago, about a month ago, remember the New York Times got ripped for doing that neo-Nazi profile? Now the AP is putting out a visual oh, yeah. piece because, you know, every news site in the business right now is pivoting to video but anyways the ap is putting out an ap uh they're putting out a visual piece on trump country they want to highlight uh d what seems to be quote-unquote disenfranchised trump voters this time in kentucky jim why are we still doing this uh because people because even even friggin liberals like to hate on poor people that's well, why. Well, I got a question. I got a question. It's, it's 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 poverty porn is all it is. Well, see, see, that's what I was going to ask you. Instead of these, you know, puff pieces or these, uh. Uh, you know, these visual pieces that we're seeing on whether it's Trump voters, you know, people who uh, who feel like they're disenfranchised. Why are we seeing real pieces on people who are affected? Why are we seeing real pieces on the real disenfranchised, the people who are going to suffer from what this man is doing in office? Well, my my thing is, here's the thing: they we, every time, inevitably, and every, every time one of these pieces comes out, and I see, I get them on my feed from all the various news <laughs> news outlets, right? And they they always inevitably are in some, you know, like you're saying, Kentucky or West Virginia or you know, Alabama or some backwoods area, right? With the poorest of the poor people and they got nothing to do. And, you know, there's no industry and on and on and on. And, and 
these are the people that voted for Donald Trump. It's as if it's as if that you know that that they want to they want to categorize all Trump voters as people like that, right? But the fact is that the guy got sixty three million votes. Okay, there's a lot of people that don't, you know, aren't. Uh, stuck in a cycle of poverty that voted for him. So you think there's okay. you think there's more harm to this besides the fact that you know they should be highlighting other areas. You think they are purposefully trying to uh, portray Trump voters in one certain way? Yeah, they're showing the extremes, just like the, the just the, just like conservatives would do. They'd show the extremes they'd, they'd, if they were going to you know Chicago, talk up Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Or or you know Eastern elites who live in ivory towers in new york and don't really understand real americans that live in the heartland you know that's it's the same nonsense but this just happens this for me this is poverty porn that's it's it's all it is people can watch this and feel better about themselves because look at me at least i'm not like that you know that's that's the they're in a in a in a in a really twisted and demented and and sick way People can will sit there and go. Not only will they go, well, it's not me and it's not my problem, but you know, look, they're the problem. They voted for Trump. It's the same thing as a conservative saying, well, you know, welfare, you know, anchor babies and welfare mothers, and that you know, all black women are on welfare and all this. So you know, it's the same kind of crap. You think it distracts away from the real story? Exactly. It just it just gives people the opportunity to hate someone not in their in-group and blame them for all the problems and it's disgusting well it's insanity and when you and when you you know it, it just when you if you really want to know what what is happening you can't you can't look at these this crap you might as well just watch football on sunday and inevitably wait for the the, the the piece in the first quarter about the guy who's got a kid who's sick, but is raising money for, you know, rubella or whatever the hell the kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same crap. Yeah. It's crap. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's exactly why I called them puff pieces. You know, I guess my biggest issue. Yeah, puff. I'll tell you why they're puff, pe- puff, puff, puff is the only way you're ever going to get through them, dude. <laughs> you know, you okay? know, I, my biggest problem with them is not necessarily well i have multiple problems with them and i think you bring up a valuable point in the sense it distracts you away from the sense of the real issues that are going on i guess for me in the different cases why are we continuing to see this like i get it I, in some cases or in this case specifically we're going to another uh stereotypical poor town with quote-unquote miseducated people all of that but i don't really want to hear about why the winning side is disenfranchised. Like I no, want to see the I real. Know. I want to see real disenfranchised people. And 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 you and I. There is no winning side. Yeah, but, man. but but that's but just but, it. but and I, see that's that's exactly that's exactly what I was gonna get to. You know, we talked about this last week with some commentary on the worst show ever, Tiki and Tyranny. You know, oh, the, 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 yeah, the, the that's bad. The the conversations surrounding these pieces need to change. Uh, not just because they are directed at one group sometimes, but. You have people who are participating in their own uh, disenfranchisement. You have people who are uh, participating in their own oppression. In this case, systematic, uh, I'm sorry, socioeconomic oppression. So it distracts away from what you were saying, uh, you know, the sort of real issue at hand here. But it just allows us to point fingers at other people. It allows us to point fingers yeah, at each other. Yeah, hate saying, on the outgroup. Screw you, screw, screw you, screw you. Instead of, looking at, the, instead of looking at the a... real issue and saying, look, we're That's all right. kind of screwed in this. That's right. Listen, yeah, 
exactly. Pilot washed his hands. There's plenty of blood for everyone's hands was the point of that whole story, though. Okay? They, it, it, you know, it didn't really happen that way because the Romans didn't practice amnesty, but that's beside the point. But my point is there's blood for everyone's hands. No one, no one gets away. No one gets out of here innocent. Okay? I mean, this crap has been going on for so, so long that, you know, people don't even notice anymore. It's just part of uh, the everyday, and you know, and, input of information. And, you know, we, I would say in this day and age, and you and I have mentioned this before, talked about it, you know, off air, you know, a lot of people say that uh, it has become more blatantly obvious how, uh, how polarized we are. Um, these pieces don't help. Again, well, it, these, only no, allow, it only, only allows us. Help, it only allows us to be the polarization. That's what I was gonna say. You know, because one of the things that somebody asked me uh, a few months ago was if I felt if if Donald Trump wouldn't have won, would we have been seeing all of this? And I would have. And and my initial answer was, oh, you would have seen it at some point because we've been conditioned to become more polarized. More and more as the weeks, days, oh hours, God. and years go on. Anyone that thinks Hillary Clinton was would have been a great uniter, <laughs> smoking the devil's cabbage. Okay, please stay give me off a the break. weed. Oh my God, honestly. Well, listen, Jim. I, I'm glad I got you fired up. You know, I wanted to talk that before we went into some. Uh, into some into some holiday sports because you know you know but it, it, here's the thing with that just the, I, I this brings up a I was I made the mistake of watching Bright on Netflix last night God knows why oh, I thought Jesus. that was going to be a I good mean decision. how how blatantly and, obvious of a uh, of a fake moral message could you get from that movie exactly. if you're not watching it after like, five you know, minutes I it's Will Smith I like Will Smith let's give him a try. You know, I don't know what's going on here, but they don't even explain the setting and the and and or anything. And basically, it's an altered present. It's an alternate present, is what it is. You know what I mean? Like how they the do orcs are one race, the elves are yeah, one race. And they got exactly. They got magic and all this other crap going on, and and so it's all you know. Here you got this. The irony, I guess, of Will Smith playing a cop who's black, who. The other cops want to get rid of his partner because his partner's an orc. Yeah. Classic trope. Oh, Except we're going to remove the black and goodness, put an orc what, now. What point are you trying to make here? I don't understand. <laughs> it, I mean, it was. It might not have been the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's the worst one I, I've ever seen that I can remember right now. Hey, you and I agree on that. But, but people watch this crap, okay? And they go, oh yeah, there's a moral. There's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's this overly there's simplified moral, moral message here. here, and that's what they're, you know, spoon fed, and it and it doesn't take into account any of the reasons for the problems necessarily. And I, I know it's kind of a stretch, but the point is, if if you all you do is is you know, I guzzle crap like that, then you are you are you are you know, even even further primed to to watch this nonsense on you know that passes for news. No, you know this focus on Trump country. Or you're right. The, you're, you know, you're, the, I think I think a lot of people see uh, see the action of what happened last November, or see you know the sort instead of looking at the reasoning behind all of this, they just see the action of what happened and then want to be upset at whoever. 
And there right. are deep underlining issues here. I mean, this was one of the conversations, and you and I, I mean, we'll talk about this in another podcast. This is one of the conversations that came up debate during uh, on Twitter last week when everybody was talking about Dr. Cornell West versus, uh, you know, the, 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 the I, I want to say the new great Tenahasi Coates, um, just sort of the, the theological differences that they have in looking at racism and, um, you know, Tenahasi is a guy that likes to look at that likes to really look at the history and reasoning behind why we are now and why yeah. why we are where we are now. And some people don't necessarily do that. And I think on a basic fundamental level, uh, I think you're exactly right in the sense that people just want to see what is happening now and they want to point a finger at whoever they think caused it instead of seeing how it caused or how it came to formulation. But they can't. They don't have the energy. Or, you know, you know, just not only the thing is that I take that. I, I, I disagree with you there. I think it's. Yeah, I think they I know you. Do, I think they're but... lazy. I think people. No, are, it, they're not lazy. See, you're being Jim, judgmental. Jim, you can pick you're, up. A you're book. looking at people and you're going, I can understand it. Why can't they? And that's what I'm saying. That's part and parcel to the very problem that we're discussing. It's looking at others as an outgroup and then judging them for why they aren't better, okay? And that's and that's and that's just not the not how the world is in my mind. I may be wrong. I may be taking crazy pills, but most of the people I know that are sort of like this are over friggin' whelmed from having to work sometimes two jobs, and both people in the house, both adults in the house, have to work all the time to pay basic necessity bills. OK, and then and then they're supposed to have time when they're when they're not exhausted from all of that to pay attention to the school district and the state who's setting up these idiotic m mundane rules, you know, that for for educating their children that are that are woefully inadequate. OK, and they keep electing these idiots that keep voting for that crap. And then and before you know it, you got a president who's who believes in not funding schools I, I, and I, get doing vouchers and everything. It's not people's fault. It's not their fault. They're not lazy. Okay, They're so, overwhelmed, so, 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 okay, okay, okay. Hard. Now, now, I agree with you in a large extent there. You're right. You're right. I, I, I do agree with you in a large extent there. But one of the it's things— It's not that they don't want to pay attention. But, but there's but, only so much cognitive energy you can, de you know, devote to this stuff. You're right. And, but, Jim, but, Jim, these, I, I do think we're somewhere in the middle in the sense of— or the answer is somewhere in the middle in the sense that— you and I talk about all the time how basic human empathy is is is, is that should be that should be a that should be normal, and and for me it's hard to understand, and I think it's hard for a lot of people to understand that how is it how is it so hard for some people to only see their situation and not see the situations of others that are going on or around them. I'm talking to any disenfranchised group, and to say I can't worry about it because I have my own. Because they're living in quiet desperation, waiting for the other foot to fall, for, for them to be, find themselves on the other side of that line. Okay? But, there's but a, you, don't, there's you, a don't, you don't think it could be both. cost to living like that, number one. And number two, you're making my point. You're saying you're, you're establishing this a group, this group that we, I guess, are a part of and others oh, that mean in general are a part of that are aware that there's something amiss, that the emperor has no clothes, okay? But then you're saying, but these other people are being lazy because they don't notice the same things. And I'm saying, I don't, that's, that's exactly what the, you know, that's exactly what Trump wants you to think when he calls Mexicans rapists. That's exactly what these liberals want you to think when they show a, a, 
an, a, a, a methamphetamine county in Louisiana and say, look, these are Trump people. OK, it's the exact same thing. It's just not to that extreme. Yeah. And, but and, we and, don't and, hear it. No, 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 even... no, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I agree with you that that I that I, you know, that I that I play a hand in that. I'm not I'm not falling away from that at all. But I'm Aaron, not back but away from that. I, I, but I, know, I, I, I and 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 I and I and I I recognize you calling calling me out in that. I guess where the frustration of many or I guess my perspective in this is uh, at some point. I feel like uh, we we lose some sort of we lose some sort of explanation on lack of empathy, on lack of basic human emotion. Yes, because you're desperate. You're in a desperate fight for life. It may not even look like it. You have a nice house and a nice car and a decent job and everything, but if you're in debt and you can't see an end to that for some people most people that is cognitively overwhelming it consumes them and frankly it's by design in my mind oh but and we don't have to we, go completely no no, no i mean we, we've I'm spoken about that time and time again in the moments that they have not to concentrate on that stuff they watch football they drink beer they you know what do I'm whatever they, distracts them exactly because their mind needs a break. We we have to be. We have to understand that they listen to a podcast. You know what I mean? They they have. We have to understand that stuff. They're not going to listen to this podcast after this week. Oh, no, <laughs> no, not this week. Don't watch Bright. That's the big takeaway from the first. That's 10 the minutes. biggest thing we got. Don't waste your. And here's the other thing. This will make you just go cuckoo bonkers, right? Netflix paid ninety million dollars for this stupid. And they're movie. making They've another already- one. They've already ordered the second one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty shitty. It was terrible. I watched thirty it's... minutes and I was over it. I like cut I, it I off. Sat I was like, I read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm. Mm-hmm. I was committed, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm just watching it. Well, you know, I'm afraid of commitment, so I couldn't do it. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Christmas finally came, which means we could talk the NBA. We could talk some NFL games. Uh, I know do you we were, have to. I, I know you were a Scrooge. I know you were a Scrooge because you were pissed off about the lack of defense. You oh pissed off about God, this. Yes. You pissed off about that. You can't even appreciate the fact that Russell Westbrook was an insane athletic maniac on Christmas. But I want to talk the Cavs Warriors. Because again, Nike was a Scrooge. They didn't make any Christmas. They didn't make any Christmas uh, uniforms, which sucked. Stephen Curry wasn't playing. But I want to talk the final play. Those Sixers, you know, unis were disgusting. Oh, I loved them. They were beautiful. You're a hater. Oh, they were like a, the full red with just Sixers. It's called it's called fashion, Jim. Look at. Did they go back to the Sixer it's uniform? Called- of don't the eighties, okay. okay, the I white one. Yeah, I no, no, no. Like the with the basketball and the seventy six. Oh, inside gross. the basketball. Just, oh, wait, wait, wait. The classic, classic one, right? Not, yeah, not the AI ones because those were ugly. No, n- not the AI ones. Okay. Those weren't bad. They those are better than the ones from oh. yesterday. It's called fashion, Jim. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, okay, uh, here us we millennials go. understand yeah. what that yeah, is. Us millen- look at you. Wouldn't know fashion if it, it walked up to you and kissed you on the back of the neck. It kisses okay? me on the back Stop of the neck it. every night, sensually. Yeah, I'm sure Sure it and does. whispers in my I know ear. what else it's doing too. <laughs> Keep going. But Push on. Anyways, anyways, the, the end of the Warriors Cavs game. Did yeah, you who cares? did you did you think KD uh fouled fouled LeBron on that last play? Yeah, I do. And Twice, I also think right? I thought well, KD shouldn't have even been in the game from the first quarter when he should have gotten his second technical. Yeah. But that's another do you problem. Like, do you like fake tough guy T, uh KD? Because I think he's cheesy. 
I think he's I corny, think, man. I don't know. I think it's easy to be a tough guy when you're on the best team in the right. NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like under these rules, anybody can run their mouth. Yeah. Where you know, 25 years ago, someone would have lit his ass up. I mean, that's it, because that's how they used to play. But, 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 but it they, feels it feels like it feels like year one Miami Heat LeBron. Like it feels like he's. But but it's weird uh, that it's coming in, in year two. Yeah, but because... LeBron really is a tough guy. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the the sort of villainous role that he's trying to play. Oh, I should yeah, I should I, I should have added on to that because because KD has always okay. been. I mean, this is a guy who used to who wanted his nickname to be the servant, and now he's like, I mean, he's taking shots in the media. He's doing everything. So I'm confused. No, I don't I don't I don't think there's a corollary there. I just don't. You know, LeBron left Cleveland, his hometown. I mean, that's just because they couldn't win there. I mean, it was clear they couldn't win with the way that team was constructed. The you Celtics give, were better, and you give mean, sixty million dollars. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying the situation is the same. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the move to the Warriors is the same. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying this sort of uh, persona that we've seen of him getting technical fouls this year, him yapping at... I mean, the dude yeah. screamed at DeMarcus Cousins, and DeMarcus Cousins I don't know what is him. going on there. Yeah, I don't Th- know what's going on there. Other that's than, sort of what I'm asking about. Well, I think... I do think... So, I do think that as the best person on, the, on that team, the best player on that team, he probably looks around the league and knows, you know and sees all the other best players on their team being the ones kind of out front, you know, and, and being vocal and taking charge and all this other stuff. So maybe he's trying to do that. Okay. It's, it doesn't seem natural. No, I will say no, that. No, 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 no. And that's because it, it just seems off. It does because to me, that's Draymond Green's role on that team. Yes. So I, and Steve it's Curry's a little even said that. Yeah. I mean, it's a little strange, but at the same time, you know, KD's going to be fine. He's a great player. They need to get Curry back. That's why I'm saying I don't care about this. I, I just I don't I don't care at all about this uh, about this game. Not at all. Until the, <laughs> until the Warriors are at full strength, it doesn't mean anything. And and all you, I found do you, out. Do you think Do you think it matters? Do you think Do you think it matters, or will be big enough of a factor that it should be coming back in the next few weeks? It should, but I mean, if you're telling me, not going to help, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Cleveland will score more points. That's what will happen. I, I, but they're going to give them up. And the other problem that they're going to have is, even if it comes back, if Stephen Curry comes back and is healthy, the Golden, you know, that's like, well, which player is better, and do which player has more impact on making their team better? Oh, Stephen Curry has the most yeah. impact on his team so, compared to anybody else in the league. Like well, we, we've seen, yeah, well, I, that's a big statement. But, well, I, well, but well, well, the reason why I say that he's is because, not more impactful than LeBron James. I'll tell oh, you. Oh well, I take that back. You're right. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right about that because LeBron James is still the best player on the planet. I'm not going to go and, skip Bayless and here. having a and looking like he's ten years younger. Right oh now, my God, almost. he's putting he's I putting mean, up some of his, he's putting up he's putting up statistically the best numbers for someone I think like at 35 at this point in the season. You know, ESPN likes to make new stats up every week. But um, yeah, exactly. But but the reason Fake why news. the reason why I say Stephen Curry is because I mean if you look at the shooting numbers for for clay thompson and kd their open shots with and without steph on the floor i mean it is a huge difference Well, here let me just tell he's played he's played over a thousand games almost 1100 games okay we're we talking stefan 
No, I'm talking LeBron. Oh, okay, yeah. So so in those 1,100 games, he's averaged right at 39 minutes per game. He's playing 37 and a half this year. And so this, is, you, this isn't including his playoff run. No, this Zuff. is just – this is regular season. Yeah. Fewer minutes this season by a minute and a half, okay? And he's making uh, – he's, he's shooting 56.5%. He's making more shots – while taking less shots efficiency children he's he's shooting 40 almost 41 percent from the three-point line which is way above his career average he's taking one shot more per game he's at his free throw percentage is higher he's averaging more rebounds and more assists per game more blocks per game steals are basically the same so and he's averaging more points than his career high all of this like you said all of this, like you said it, you know, whatever, 33 years old. Yeah. So, so yeah, LeBron James is the real. Listen, and, listen, I, listen, Shannon Sharp. I'm not Skip Bayless. You don't have to convince me. I'm not out no, here clowning him. Yeah, LeBron, I, <laughs> I am not but I mean, Skip if you, Bayless. Like I, I have always had a love kind of less love kind of relationship with LeBron. Never a hate relationship. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I always felt like. This was a guy that could – he could have averaged 35 a game if he would just develop some sort of low post game. But it's not how he plays. No. And so I, I guess, you know, if, if there was one criticism I would have, it would be that low post offensive game would lead to two or three offensive rebounds a game, then you rebound. You know, I just – I think that would really – because there's no one that can guard him because of how strong he is. Well, I I think I think that comes in the next year or two. I don't think LeBron or anybody expected LeBron to have a, have a year like well, probably LeBron. I can't speak for him. Um, I don't think there are, are many people who expected LeBron to have a year like this. But I, you you and I have spoken time and time again. I do think. But as, as he, he gets, gets older, older, he might. Have I do to. think I do think he'll be in the low block. I think as right. he slows down. If it ever comes, because we've been asking this for the last three years now, when he's going to slow down, when he's going to yeah, slow down. Yeah, he's got his legs this year, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he does. And I, I do think it'll be interesting to see when IT comes back. But I will say this, if they can't beat a, a, a curryless Warriors right now, then I, like you said, I don't really care about this game at all. I want to shift gears to the NFL because uh, as expected – uh, you know, it was announced two or three days ago, we're recording this on a Tuesday, it was announced uh, Sunday or Monday that James Harrison was uh, released from the Steelers, the all-time sack leader for the Steelers. And as expected, Santa Claus gives you a late present and he comes to the Patriots um, <laughs> in what are the, uh, you know, Patriot move. That seemed like that was the only highlight from this NFL weekend. I, yeah. This was, weekend's games were awful, Jim. Yeah, they were They terrible. were bad. <laughs> Between yeah, the, well, Raiders, the Ravens, Eagles, the Ravens I mean, are always unwatchable to me. The I mean, Ravens are just always unwatchable. I did watch the Vikings game because I do like that watching that defense. I watched the Jets Chargers game. That was like the only game that I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. Outside yeah. of that, it was a miserable weekend. And I don't was, know how you made it through Jets Chargers, oh honestly. God. I, because because you want to some I thought Philip I'm sorry Lauren I thought Philip Rivers was going to throw the game away I thought that uh, I thought the Jets were going to do something I thought Philip Rivers was going to show the, up but, but like the only team he can't throw the game away against is the Jets yeah, this year God jeez they're yeah. awful yeah they're I, just you want to some as much as as much as we have taken a dump on the Chargers on this podcast to to Lauren's disliking uh, yeah. they started out zero and four now they could possibly win the AFC West 
Like they're 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 a team that is probably gonna sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I forget. I don't have that. So, so they have to. So the Chiefs. Win. The Chiefs have the tiebreaker right now. Right. So if the Chiefs lose next week, uh, well, basically the Chargers have to win out. If they win out and the Chiefs lose next week, they'll at least. Well, they have only the got one card. game. Yeah, yeah, there's only one game left. They yeah, need the Titans. The Chiefs to lose are nine well. and six. They managed to beat the Dolphins. They need so. uh They need the Titans to lose. Yeah. But it, no, it, the, I thought the Titans were out. I thought the no, they're still technically in that first wild in, card place. Uh, okay. So, the, so the Chargers and I forgot what other AFC team are quote the, unquote, the in the Bills. Well, yeah, the yeah, Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but the Bills need to win, and the Titans need to lose, and they need a lot of help to get in. I Bills forget. I think in because they. I, I did see. I did see on ESPN stats and info. They have a seventeen point six percent chance to make yeah. the playoffs, which is the lowest of all current teams who can make it. The Chiefs, I tell you that I, you know, I don't know. I think everyone's high on how well the Bills are playing and what how good they're going to be. What did you just this. say? What were the what was the what was the fir- the first high. word that they're you just? They're all high. Yeah, everyone is tell- high if you think the Bills are good. Listen, I, Shady McCoy ain't getting any younger. Oh. And from what I can see, I don't know. I watched Tyrod Taylor a bunch this year. He can't hit open receivers, and he misses. What's worse. Not only can he hit open receivers, he misses reads all the time. Ooh. Like, shouldn't go, should have gone, like, should have thrown the ball earlier, should have thrown it later, should have, you know what I mean? You know, I, I was I was very confused when Sean McDermott, who used to be the Panthers defense uh, defensive coordinator, when he, when he went to Nathan Peterman or whoever their backup is, I was like, why the hell would he do this? And then I, yeah, I've watched I two games since they went back to Tyrod Taylor and – Listen, I know there are a bunch of variables and everything that come into play after the fact that he switched back, but Tyrod Taylor is not good. He um he's very athletic and he moves around. So what happens is because he can move around, guys will come open and he'll make some throws, you know. But as far as three steps, three step drop, boom, ball comes out because I know where I have to go with it. He doesn't have that. And in this NFL, you've got to have that. That's like 40% of your pass plays is three-step drop. Uh, I know I got single coverage on the outside, so I'm throwing a go route. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, Or I'm, I'm throwing a stop, like a, you know, a square out or something like that. Uh, he doesn't have that. And, he, and it's almost like no one is ever open enough for him. Yeah, and so I, but but this is the NFL. I mean, you gotta you gotta throw your guys. You gotta throw open. the ball. I know, and so I don't know where they're gonna go. I mean, their defense is is decent, despite you know the Patriots kind of lighting them up, and that was not that had a lot to do with the fact that the uh, there you know both the Bills' offense was just horrendous. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you're Sean McDermott, you better pray that Nathan Peterman is your guy because looking at this Tyrod yeah, Taylor situation, I, I mean, Sean McDermott, I I don't. I think he made a a rookie coaching mistake in benching Tyrod Taylor as early as he did, but this is not an ideal situation you want to be in. We talk about this time and time again. I know at this point it sounds cliche. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter how smart of a coach you are. We've seen that with Bruce Arians. We've seen that with other guys. We've seen that with Pete Carroll. If you do not have a quarterback to compete, it makes it really tough to, to even try to do anything. Mind you, much less in the AFC East where, I mean, Jesus, we're going to have to wait for Tom Brady to die before anybody else competes for the division. Well, yeah, and I think you're right that he may he should not have replaced Tyrod Taylor because they might have won 10 games. 
if Tyra, you know what I'm saying? If they win 10 games, they're in the playoffs. So from a, from a coaching standpoint, if I'm coaching that team, that was a mistake. Why are we talking the about other, the bills this long? Well, I think cause they're <laughs> fascinating because they're so indicative of the NFL. You're right. You a, are right. The team, you've got such parody. The team has, has a really good defense. A, a, they have a 12 and four defense, but they're, offense is so horrible because because of their quarterback that you know if this were 1982 and LaShawn McCoy could run the ball 35 times maybe they'd be you know be 11 and 5 but yeah it I and but there how many teams in the league are like that well like like going into the this is this is the NFL today going into the weekend everyone was talking about New England's matchup with Buffalo and how that was the 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 second game and that was the the revenge game because you know Gronk knocked one of their players out and all this other stuff right yeah. they look yeah Buffalo looked like they didn't make the trip yeah I mean cute. so I you know I just it's it's frustrating to watch you know because you there are teams out there that can play a little bit but it's like they 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 got half a game. They don't have a full game. Well, I'm going to you know, I, this is really leading to a, a larger sort of topic at hand here because, you know, if anybody is feeling this the most right now is Philadelphia fans with basically Nick Foles who listen, I want somebody in my lifetime to hold Dude. to hold me as closely as Nick Foles does when he doesn't realize there's pressure there. Like the dude doesn't know how to get rid of the ball. So, so if anybody understands, Philadelphia's in trouble. I don't care what their record is. They're, they're getting. They are a first round knockout. I know they have a bye because they're the number one seed in the NFC, but they are not making it past the divisional round because they do not have a quarterback. Which brings me to my larger topic, Jim. The NFL ratings this year. You know, we just talked about the NBA and the and the NFL on Christmas. The uh, ESPN released their they released their ratings. They're up thirty percent. They've had the highest rating since two thousand and thirteen. The NFL across the board yesterday saw a nine percent decrease, and of course, we've seen fluctuations between twelve, I mean, ten and eleven percent down this season compared to the last two three seasons. Everybody has made up a reason. You know, we have played uh, uh, NFL rating excuse bingo on this podcast time and time again, but. Doesn't this go back to the quarterback thing? I mean, I, could there be more? It does. Could, could could there be more to not necessarily why the NBA is up, but I mean, this is really simple math here, right? I mean, there's no quarterback play, which, in my opinion, makes a lot of these games unbearable. I just think I I think that there's some of that. I do, but I mean, when I think back, there were you know the league was never full of. The net, you know, there were never 12 Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the league at one time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get, but but what, what has happened is the rules have been changed so much that if you don't have a guy that is at least accurate, um, you can't win. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I brought, that's why I talked so long about Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's an, an incredible athlete, but he, he can't hit open receivers. You and and when I mean open, I mean open. in the NFL, open is like half a step on a, on your defender. The ball better be there, but he can't even make sh- throws to guys that are running two steps away from their defender. So, yeah, part of it's quarterback play so for sure. Think, the you, you, the you, games aren't very good. You think the rules? I do. I think the rules have a lot to do with it. Just because you can't touch receivers. Um, you know, I'm you, waiting for 
I'm waiting for fantasy football to adjust and start giving points for, for uh, pass interference down the field. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's obscene, right? Like, like how many, how many pass interference calls do you see where the quarterback purposely underthrows the ball? Well, see, I was going to bring so that up. So the receiver stops running and the defender runs into him. Oh, that's a flag. And, and it's, he it's, never had a chance to catch the ball. Derek Carr did it was, twice. Derek Carr did that, it twice in the Eagles game. Come on, exactly. But that you, bring ball up, was... you, you bring up a really, really brilliant point here, and and again, maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just a mere coincidence here, but and and it doesn't explain everything because you know uh, there isn't there isn't one cause for everything. But you remember last year or last few years in the NBA, the absurd rule where. Uh, you know, if I was standing at the three-point line in the NBA, Dwayne Wade used to do it. Harden used to do it all the time. Where basically, if I saw uh, uh, I saw a defender's arm yep. forward in front of them, I could use it when I wasn't even taking a shot and get three foul shots. You remember how like yeah. everyone hated that? Well, and K- KD is still doing it. Well, Just, it, you well, don't get you don't get shots for it. Well, anymore. exactly. The NBA said, "Listen, you guys, you guys got to do something different here. Like if if the if the ball is not above the forehead in the in the for, in the forward shooting motion before the contact comes, you just, you just you're getting we're restarting the possession. Like you can't get right. three shots there. So I do think it's a brilliant thing you bring up. Do you think there is something different in the NF in the NBA in general, just in general here? And I know I'm kind of reaching here. I know I'm really reaching here, but do you feel like the NBA is more aware of their product right now than the NFL? Because to me, it just seems like everything from social issue to how their players, how to brand their superstars um, to how teams uh, communicate with their fans. It seems like the NBA is more aware of the product they have right now than the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about this last week. I think that's true. Um, the, the NBA is is all about um, player marketing, you know, because we can see their faces. You know, we you know the shoe contracts and stuff with NBA players are you know much bigger than they are with NFL players. Um, so I think there is some of that. I just think it's a different product. You know, the NBA is about more about entertainment sometimes than it is about uh you know wins and losses at least that's how it feels like in the nfl a a loss is a huge thing right one loss makes all the difference in the world because there's fewer gains where in the nba you know teams win you know the the celtics win 16 in a row right but we're not even talking about that anymore because they've won They've gone four and five in their last nine and they still have the you know, best record in the East or whatever, but it's not, but we it's never thought they story. were. No, exactly. Cause there's so many more games. So I, and that's part of it. I, I don't think you can make, I don't know if you can make a connection there as much as I know I'm reaching as much as from the macro level we did last week when we said the NBA is a more forward thinking culturally forward thinking oh, well, that's, league that's, than the NFL. That's that's an obvious, but you know I, right. I, I know I know I was reaching there. I just, you know, I didn't know if you were gonna go down the Papa John route and basically tell me that the protests were the reason why the NFL uh, was decreasing. Well, yeah, I listen now do you if, think there's if, a correlation if, between if the protests the protests are the reason no one wanted to eat his crappy pizza. <laughs> I was gonna say do you think there's do you think there's a correlation between his comments and him being bounced out? I don't know. Or do you uh, maybe think, he's just tired. Or do you maybe think, he just wanted to retire? I was gonna say I think the strongest correlation between uh, you know Papa John's and their sales are that their pizza tastes like ass, basically. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's right. I think if the pizza that, didn't taste if like you ass. you couldn't give that pizza to me, <laughs> I wouldn't eat it. I'm telling you. That pizza does, is garbage. I know. I like how you just skipped over the James Harrison stuff, though. I do like that. You moved right I mean, you, on. From, you really think it's going to be that big of a deal? He's an old man. Dude, I, I'll tell you what. I've seen watching him on the field. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what the problem was in Pittsburgh. I other am than, confused by that because yeah, because the answer he your looks original, physically like he can still play. To answer your original question, I do think I don't know how much of an impact it's going to have, and maybe this is the cop out. I'm not trying to go the the Wilbon route here, but I don't know how much of an impact it's going to have. But I do think it's going to have an impact because no disrespect, you guys, you you and I have talked about this the last few weeks. I do think that. In the last four or five weeks, we've seen some real, uh, some real not struggles, but we've seen some real holes in that New England defense. Well, that's related to the injuries on defense, though. I I, I do think having James Harrison there, another body, another able that's body, even think. if it's healthy, uh, even if it's just based on health, is going to be something really, really and big for you. And just guys. for the haters out there, uh, speak to them, talk you, to them, and you talk know to the who you are. Talk to the haters. I'm talking to one of them. Talk to the haters. Okay, you you can't if. You know, their secondary, the Patriots secondary is elite. It's very good. But but without a pass rush of some sort. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Exactly. That's why Buffalo got 37 hung on them. In a, in a, because, it, it, you know, their defense is good, but their offense sucks and keeps giving the ball back to the, the Patriots, and that's not the way you win. Yeah. Um, but – <laughs> but they're you know the Patriots' best pass rusher has been out the last three weeks. Kyle Van Noy. They they lost um, at the beginning of the season Dante Hightower. They, the the Patriots are are fine. Okay, they're twelve and three. They're going to be fine because Kyle Van Noy is coming back. And now, like you said, if James Harris can can play at all, like I'm I'm like I'm like, can he play twenty five snaps? Like can he can he be on the field for twenty five snaps? Because in my mind, if you can get him twenty five snaps where he is rested, and and put him on the right side, yeah. Uh, I just think, or even, I mean, you know, maybe you move him around and you put you put him up against a right tackle as opposed to the left tackle, yeah, and see what he can do there. I just I cannot imagine that there's something so physically wrong with him that he can't play just looking at him and the very few times he's been on the field. All right. All right. All right. I, enough of this wet dream. Okay. I get it. You're excited. New but England even if he excited. can't play a lick, the Patriots are 12 and three. Oh son. God. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Right. We're, we're, done with, three. we're done with this week's edition of new England wet dream hosted by Jim Heenan. Before oh, we it's move- not a wet dream, baby. It's real. <laughs> Before before we, move- I got the I got the statues to prove it. <laughs> oh God! Before we before we move on to uh to another topic here, I got a question for you. I want I want to play a quick round. You know, I want to steal this segment from uh, inside inside the NBA on TNT. I want to play who he played for real quick. Um, can you who tell- he played for? Who he okay. who he played for? Like currently, okay. Who does Taylor Heineke play for? Oh God, I have no idea. That was. None. At, Zero. That was <laughs> that was at one point in this weekend's wonderful round of games in the NFL, the active quarterback playing quarterback for the Houston Texans. Oh God. Yeah, who, I didn't watch. Who is that guy? I don't know. 
I don't know. It's funny. I turned that game off too because it was over halfway through the first quarter, just about. Uh, oh God! But again, I didn't. Yeah, what, what, I don't. That's that's what, amazing, what, isn't what, it? Is what, it amazing that you can't even? Well, I mean, honestly, listen, Jim. I, listen, don't make this about Colin Kaepernick. Don't make this about Colin Kaepernick because <laughs> because gonna, because I'm going to tell you right now. I wasn't going. I'm going to tell you right now. You could sign Colin Kaepernick in Houston, but you can't have the inmates run in the jail. You know this, Jim. Oh, yeah. Well, I would love to see that, though. Like, you give him a locker right next to J.J. Watt Oh, and see what happens. They'll watch the media lose their minds. What do we do? Watch Houston Who do we lose cover? their minds. I, 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 um, you know, J.J. Watt seems like a likable young man and kind he's of, obviously kind of. he's obviously trying to do good works and yeah, everything I think and he's doing good works i think he's and i appreciate likeable. that i'm i'm not this is not a criticism of any of that uh-huh. uh, or him uh-huh. however going back to the beginning of this podcast if i got to see another puff piece on oh, on what a, a wonderful human being jj watt is i am gonna throw up oh gosh Everybody you know a friend of mine him. told me a long time ago he said uh you know there's only one way to do something nice for someone else. You know how, you know what it is? Quietly. You do it, you do it, and then never talk about it. Exactly. But Jim, you know, can I, can I get real for a second? Can I get real for a second? There aren't enough white saviors oh, in sports. Geez. I'm I sorry. The truth. There's no, just not enough right. white saviors, and we no. need a new yep. one every week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We got to have a... That's right. Throw so, him up there. So it's not like we're it's not like we're gonna stop hearing That's about right. JJ Watt. Here we are. Here we are again. Yeah, we gotta we gotta placate the base. Gotta placate all those all those people in Trump country watching NFL. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, we're gonna hate on them some more. I'm not hating on them. I'm not hating. Sounds on like them you're at hating all. on them. That's what it sounds not like. Not hating on them. Uh, the NASCAR bunch. That's the NASCAR contingent. I did, did not say anything bad about NASCAR <laughs> except that your sport is stupid. Um, but man, you could ask me. I used to know. You could ask me all the questions you want about NASCAR. I wouldn't have a clue what what any of the answers were, other than I know Dale Earnhardt Jr. is retiring. And so is uh, Go Daddy Girl. That's all I know. Yeah, that's because you weren't tuning in to ninety-seven. Danica Patrick's you weren't, tun- you weren't tuning in to ninety-seven point one to, uh, to to listen to the NASCAR show. Oh that's my why. God, dropping the hammer. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> why you'll know about NASCAR. Back in our, our ESPN Spartanburg days, dropping <laughs> yeah. the hammer. That yeah. was huge. Very. That good. was huge. On the, man, they got the best ratings on the station. Yeah, and because they kept just you, about because they kept you off of it. That's why. That's what it was. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Smitty used to have a Smitty would bring every once a week. Smitty would bring on a NASCAR guy. Yeah, I forget his name. We he was a su- segment. Yeah, super super nice guy. I cannot remember his. Name. I can't remember names anyway. But he was a super super nice guy, and he would get on there and just talk and talk and talk. Smitty do a fifteen minute segment with him. I'm sitting there going, man, Quiet. I ran out of questions about twelve yeah. minutes ago. What yeah. are we doing? No, I'm not gonna lie. Those segments I had to like clock out if I was ever in because uh, like I can't. I don't know what to ask you. I'm sorry. That and having to talk to to Tiger. Tiger what was the name? What was what was the name of the? publication though it was tiger uh, i don't remember but listen something tiger the clemson like listen online hey, paper hey god we, three times a week we got to talk clemson we have, football we have listeners in spartanburg south carolina we are not yeah, going to disrespect whatever. uh, no, uh, uh clemson or whatever they're and then Mustin, then mustin would call in because he was a gamecock fan yeah. and just rant <laughs> and rave <laughs> Those are the good days, great. man. Nostalgia. Yeah. Nostalgia. What did, a, what did he own? He owned like a glass place or something. Nostalgia is a beautiful thing. What did he? He. They were. Yeah. 
In between replacing like uh, windshields, he'd get on the phone and scream about <laughs> right after that segment. Yeah, exactly. Right after the, right over the Clemson. What the hell was the name of that Clemson? Oh, I can't. Tiger.net or something. Yeah, or something. I keep saying. Well, it was Tiger Beat. That's what it was. Tiger Beat. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Beat. Like the magazine. Yeah, Tiger Net. Yeah. So uh, listen, listen, listen. We 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 played who uh, he played for. But I digress. We, we played who he played for earlier. Um. 2018 is upon us you know it, we have five more days until 2018 if uh if trump doesn't blow us up everybody drink um well, he's, he's playing golf so it's hard to start a war when i know he listen golf. hey can you believe this he he said on on sunday he said i'm glad that the christmas vacation is over but tuesday we get back to work can you believe the president lied to us can you believe oh, it's golf yeah. no i can't he never lies but but it's but, fake news but 2018 is coming around another new year means another new round of rumors saying that John Gruden is coming oh, back. God. I was hoping we were going to not talk about this. <laughs> oh, my the God. The year's not even over. We're getting started, Jim. So apparently last week this story comes out that John Gruden is making calls to some old friends, to some old assistants, seeing about their availability for possibly coaching next year. And his first, I mean, could you imagine his In first the NFL. choice? His first choice would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jim. Are you buying well, that makes your sense? sense? Well, that makes sense because I mean, from an just from a rational point of view, he lives it makes Florida. sense because of his history there. The only Super Bowl they ever won, he coached. Um He you lives know, in Florida still. Did you know that? He lives there, exactly. They have a quarterback, or at least the, some semblance of a quarterback you, if he hey, you know doesn't what? if he doesn't try and kill a referee like he tried to Sunday. <laughs> you want to know a cool oh story God. about John Gruden? You want to know a pretty cool yeah, story? Of so, course. So I'm going to take you behind the curtain here. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. So you know how John Gruden Please has, uh, you know he has uh, John Gruden's QB camp every year, right? So yeah, what, is, what do they call that crap? Yeah, the, the, Gruden's QB remember. camp. Um, yeah, okay. So so in Bristol, there's a giant server, well, servers, that hold all this footage. You know, everything isn't on tape. They hold all this footage of anything you could possibly imagine, going back to, like, the late 70s, right? So a lot of people think that John Gruden's QB camp is shot up in Bristol, you know, with the QBs, and then, of course, they shoot it out on some field anywhere. None of that is true. They shoot it out all, on, all, all in Florida. They shoot it in Florida because Gruden lives there and they are so dedicated well, to John Gruden that John he doesn't Gruden, travel. He doesn't has, travel. He has his own server from ESPN yep. in his house just for that show. You know, I, I, I don't want to hate on John Gruden. Oh, I love he, Gruden. I will say this. He That's not Sean a shot McDonough, of Gruden at all. He and Sean McDonough are about the only competent? announcing, announced competent announcing team that, that don't make me want to gouge my ears you know eardrums out oh, but okay look look now now one thing i will say about gruden he always has the most positive uh feedback for every young yeah, quarterback but I but will, he doesn't he, he doesn't over talk like that's what i like what like collinsworth yeah collinsworth is bad you know collinsworth used to be pretty good but oh, he oh, just really he tells me every week diarrhea of the mouth he just won't shut up and that's oh. what i'm saying the work, the hardest part about doing color is not talking. Yes, and and so and I learned that the hard way trying to do color. Believe me, um, John and Gruden does it as well as anyone on TV right now. Honestly, better and Sean McDonough, better drunk tangents. Him or Collinsworth? Oh, he's better. Yeah, Gruden's <laughs> better. Yeah, well, and Sean McDonough is a absolute pro. He's um, 
So Sean McDonough grew up in Boston. Will McDonough, the, the, the Hall of Fame, famous NFL reporter for the Boston Globe, that's his father. And Sean McDonough started out, I mean, they had a talk show in Boston on, on one of the networks. They, uh, he did Red Sox games. Like, he's just a professional announcer. Yeah. So, so he's really good. He also doesn't over-talk. No, he's good. Um, that being said, I, you know, Gruden, I don't know how good a coach he'd be, honestly. He comes from a different time. Um, you don't you know, think he's he exactly wa- what Jameis needs? No, I don't. Hmm. I think Gruden won that Super Bowl on defense. Rob Johnson was his quarterback. There you go. Everybody yeah. drink. Yeah. I mean, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, that had, you know, uh, who was the um, Rondé Barber? They, I mean, they had really good players on that team, on that defense, and they got it done on offense. I forget who his, he had a couple of running backs, I think, that were pretty good. It's just a long time ago. I don't remember. I think it was 2000 that they won their Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I don't know how good a quarter a coach he'd be now. I mean, I don't know how good a coach he was back then. Honestly, it, it it seems like every single year the name gets brought up and everyone falls in love with him. Well, but this was like this used to happen with uh, what with the idiot from Pittsburgh, the jaw there, what the whatever his name, he's on. CBS now. Ron Drewski? Uh, oh, no. Cower. No, Bill Cower. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? It's like, for the first few years he was out, everyone Everybody was, was in like, love with him. Yeah, and I was like, okay, but, you know, I don't... I mean, it doesn't... Just because you were successful someplace doesn't mean you'll be successful someplace else. That You know, oftentimes <laughs> Nick that, Nick that's Saban. exactly what doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, like Hall of Fame, like Joe Gibbs came back, couldn't coach a lick. You know, I, I and he's far and away a more uh, uh, famous and well-deserved fame, for that matter, uh, coach than Gruden. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'd be great, but why he would ever give up. million a year. Why? Yeah. So he can work twice as much and be twice as stressed, go on the road, do everything, you know, and get fired in a year. Whether, whether, whether this is real or not. um, First of all, if it is, it's a G move that he literally was just down there with Dirk Cutter, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then of course, a few days later, this story comes out like, okay, real G's move in silence like lasagna. I'm cool with that. Oh, totally. Um, But every time, every time a coaching rumor comes up with his name, his price tag goes up. The ESPN just coughs the money. See, that's what I was going to say. Like color me skeptical because I'm not going to listen. I don't hate the player. I definitely don't. I definitely don't knock another <laughs> man's hustle. Player, I do not knock another man's Make hustle. Make your paper, boo. Dog. If my name could, <laughs> if, if my name could raise the price check a couple hundred thousand every time it was brought up, yeah, I'd be yeah. tossing my name out there like a he phone just, book. He just got a brand new three hundred thousand dollar RV man. to travel in. That's what just happened, man. Yeah, he got the Madden mobile to travel the games, <laughs> dude. Come on. The dude has a server in his true. house. Don't you hope it's true? Part of Don't me does. Don't you hope that's exactly what's going on? Part of me he's does. just like holding ESPN over a fire. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to tell you this. Me. 
this this <laughs> this would be this would be like the best year for him to do it. I mean, think about it. Chuck Pagano possibly gone. Bruce Arians possibly gone. Marvin Lewis is going to be gone. There could be That's there could be four or five coaches who are going to be gone. There are going like, to be a lot of jobs. This would be the there first. Will. This would be the best year to do it because tell me Cleveland or whoever uh, Cincinnati. Tell me everyone out there doesn't think they can get John Gruden. I mean, he's he's the girl everybody wants. He's the guy everybody wants. I don't know. It would have to be the perfect situation for him. And I just don't see it. You know, it feels more if it, it doesn't feel like Bill Belichick to me where he was in Cleveland and not successful and then went to the pay. It feels more like Jimmy Johnson going to the Dolphins. But, but, but you know, he, I mean, I don't, he, was, I don't, he was proven in Oakland, too. There was there was there was, uh, I, was there was, there was a okay, there was a uh, let's review there, there was because a uh, there was a um stop just uh, what, what stop because it? this goes remember. on all the time was there a was there a rule that reinventing history was there a rule that tucked him over oh yeah, yeah that was it there that was, was a tuck it. rule listen let me explain to you something mm-hmm. okay here we go no you'll you'll love this because here's what happened that year what happened the um. Patriots finished 11 and 5, I think that year, right? Mm-hmm. And the the Raiders were 10 and 6. Yes. But here's what happened. In the final week of the season, the Raiders had a chance to um get a home playoff game. All they had to do was win their final game against your New York Jets, and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They lost, finished 10 and 6 ended up in the wild card round um, and then had to travel to New England. It was if snowy. they had won in that final, if they had won that final week, the game would have been in Oakland. Yes. Okay. It wasn't. So they, here's the, it was a funny year. They played the jets, the final week of the season yes. lost. Then the jets had to go to Oakland to play the wild card game lost. Cause that's what the jets do in the playoffs. They Obviously, lose. Yes. Okay, and then Oakland has to go to New England. Screw you. I'm telling you. So people forget the history here. That Oakland team wasn't great. Charles Woodson was, and he sacked Brady. He sacked yeah. Brady. Charles Whatever. Woodson was great that year. That was year. not a great Oakland team. Charles Woodson I'm was I'm telling great. you. It certainly wasn't as good as the one that ended up going to the Super Bowl a couple years later. Yeah, that's true. Or I will a give year you late, A year later you. when – and then Gruden just embarrassed him with his new team. Listen, uh, uh, whether you are screwed or doing the screwing, all just matters about perspective and position, I guess. I don't know. I think I, what's interesting, don't you think it's interesting, though, like, this is kind of like the MLB situation. Like, there's a lot of managers in Major League Baseball history that won two World Series and aren't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of them, like Cito Gaston, and there's others, and I, I'm not going to bore people with MLB history. In the NFL, if you don't Two win, wins will get you in there. If you don't win a second Super Bowl, you don't get in. Like there's a lot of people that have won one Super Bowl yeah. that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do you know what I like? I think like Tom Flores, and you know, obviously Gruden though. Gruden might get there. I don't. I think know. Gruden's going to get there. He probably because, will. Because, because, because the mythology of him has grown so much yeah, more afterwards. I, I don't know. He retired from coaching awfully young. He did. So so I don't I don't know if he gets there or not. But like there's a lot of you know situations like that where all they ever won was one Super Bowl. Sorry. And they're not in the That's Hall of Fame. Yeah, sorry. Buddy. That's not enough. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, listen, so, sometimes sometimes uh, you got to be extremely talented as a coach, and you has to be visibly seen. And I guess for some people that is two rings. I think it is. I think you have to do it with two different teams so people don't view it as a fluke. So you, so you agree, two rings. Two rings will get you into the Super Bowl. Two rings? Into the Hall of Fame. Hall yeah. of Fame, that's what I meant. Two, 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 yeah, two I rings? think if he, were to, if he were to win another Super Bowl, he huh. absolutely so, – because that would be the Dick Vermeil situation no, I just almost. I just want to – I just want to – wait, wait. So I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. Although two, I two don't rings. think Dick Vermeil's in the – is Dick Vermeil in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I think – I thought he just got in. No. He think he did just yeah, get right? in. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think he just got in like in the last two or three years. Right. But I just, I just want to make sure before we move on, two rings gets you into the Hall of Fame. Well, I would, yeah, for a coach. Oh, it does, it no, should, I, just, right? I just wanted to make sure because I just wanted to hear you confirm this December 26, 2017, that Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. That's all I oh, need. No, that's no, that's no, all no. I need. Well, it's different for players, but I've said all along that I that Eli gets in. I've, I've always felt like he'll, he'll get in. He probably, based on his career, he probably shouldn't, but he's a giant. Um, just. His career numbers exactly, and I you that argument doesn't bother me. Um, I like, for example, going back to the Major League Baseball. Uh, I always felt that Jack Morris should be in the Hall of Fame. Now we're, we're listen. I thought we were going to bore people with, with MLB history. No, but this is it's the same thing. Like Jack Morris didn't he had really good regular season numbers, but he didn't play a super long time. He didn't win the awards and stuff like that. But he had those really. Like the 1984 and then um, 91, I think it was, where he had the 10 inning shutout game in the play. Like how you play in the playoffs has to matter. I think it's all good. So basically, what I'm getting now is not. So only- yeah, Eli Manning should be in the Hall of Fame because so- he he won two Super Bowls with a team that didn't even belong there. So so absolutely. Ba- so based off what you're saying, Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer, and how you play in the playoffs matters. So basically, you've also listen. You just I mean I'm ex- I'm I am enjoying. I don't want to call them hot takes. Maybe they're lukewarm hot takes. Yeah, I'm not, not going to call them hot. You takes. already knew but, I felt but, this way about Eli. But no. Manning. I mean, this new revelation that you just said, I mean, I mean, basically from everything you're telling me, you're calling me, you're calling Joe Flacco elite. And that's, that's pretty no, mind No, I'm not calling that's Joe Flacco elite. You're an idiot. That's... I was, first of all, I was talking about coaches. What, I mean, comparing oranges and you apples. just said Again. how you, you just said how you play in the playoffs matters. Well, you should, you should get your degree from the <laughs> University of South Carolina Upstate where we both graduate, put it in an envelope and mail it back to him. Just mail it back. Because you ain't using it. Come listen, on, man. Joe Flacco elite declared on this podcast. God, I'll tell you what. Has there any, <laughs> been a, anyone ever in the history of sports that hit the lottery better than Joe Flacco? No. I, and, and the only person that comes to mind is another uh, Ravens quarterback in Trent Dilfer, who somehow won a Super Bowl. But he didn't earn $100 million. But he million didn't afterwards. cash in like yeah, Flacco, oh man. Oh, my God. Listen. I mean, he was in a contract year, the <laughs> year they won the Super Bowl. He needed he needed four aces, and he got them. He got them. That's right. That's right. He was drawn dead. Yes. He kept one card and said, give me four. <laughs> Joe Flacco, he's an elite gambler. We'll call him that. Oh, my we'll God. Yeah, he drew an inside straight flush somebody on four i don't know before, I think that isn't even possible before we finish out the podcast i want to talk about another elite gambler somebody who wants to pull eli manning josh rosen said he is willing to possibly sit out the draft if cleveland clinched the number one pick cleveland did that because they're cleveland um but 
but but but Jim, there are a few ways we can go with this conversation. You know, he's he's sitting out of the bowl game, which is another conversation itself. We tackled that last year. I think I any, never have trouble with that. Yeah, every every elite college football player who's going to go in yeah. the first or second round should 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 sit out of their bowl game. Unless you're opinion. playing for a national championship, don't play. If you're not in the playoff, it does not matter. And I don't exactly. care. I used to have this argument with producers at ESPN all the time that said, no. boo-hoo, like, it makes the yeah. product worse. That's not their problem to worry about. That's us making money off of them not getting paid. Now they're trying yep. to get paid. Let them do their thing. I don't care about this old-school mentality. We, we already know it's a logical fallacy to say because something – always was is the way that it always needs to be let these kids sit out but that's not my argument my question for you i guess i should say is jim is josh rosen good enough to possibly sit out the nfl draft and go back another year uh you know it's dangerous to do that i, I you know is I he matt Leinert? you know what i mean does he turn into matt Leinert? is that your is that the question well i just you know again i i, I, don't, I don't isn't that who isn't that who he did the same thing, didn't he? Uh, well, Eli was the last one to do it. Matt Leiner was going to threaten and do that, and we—I mean, we saw what happened with him in Arizona. Again, I'm not gonna—I'm not trying to dictate what another man does in his pocket, but I mean, I'm somewhere in the middle. No, here, it wasn't like, him. Who was the quarterback for USC that stayed an extra year? He would have been a top five pick. Oh, Cody Kessler. A, Cody Kessler. No, it wasn't Kessler. It was somebody else. I can't remember. No, I I don't know. I usually people that do this don't really I mean there's more people that are unsuccessful um doing this than successful I think. And I mean, so, I don't know. And, I think you yeah. I think you got to take the money. See, that was my see that's my point. Like I I, I but is Cleveland the exception? Is Cleveland the exception in the sense Matt of, Barkley? It was oh, Barkley. that's right, that's right, that's right. Matt Barkley. He he should have come out as a sophomore. Yeah, and he should have he should have he should have came out. He would have been a top three pick. I mean, right. he still would have been a bust, but he, he would have been a rich bust. More, he would have been a rich bust, exactly. But yep. but but is Cleveland is, is you don't think Cleveland or he came back for his senior year? I'm sorry. He no, yeah, he, he didn't should have come out as a he junior. Skipped. Yes, because they were they were good that year. They were. 10 and two or some crap, but, but yeah. Jim, you don't think Cleveland is the exception. Like they're a poorly run organ. I mean, they are the other side of the spectrum. I mean, if the Patriots are one side of the spectrum, the Cleveland Browns, no hyperbole are the other side of the literal spectrum. You don't think Cleveland is the exception in the sense of they're a poorly run organization. They don't draft. Well, I mean, I might not make it three or four years in the NFL. Like you don't think possibly this could be worth it, man. I, that's a, that's such a hard question because I think about it. I honestly think about it from the sense of if you were successful in college and have put yourself in a position to be the number one player picked, you, you do that because there's no, you can't move any higher than that. You see what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I think that, I mean, I think that he's a fool if he does that. I think you have to go get paid. Doesn't it feel weird saying that? Like, go play no, for the No, it does. And I understand the argument of, well, he doesn't want to go to Cleveland and, you know, whatever. I, I get that. But kind of like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck could have come out also um, the same year that um, Cam Newton came out. Yep. 
Um, but he went back for his senior year. And part of that was part of that. Let's just be honest. I mean, Andrew Luck came from a well-to-do family. Um, he could afford he, to go finish. He could afford. He was right. He was at Stanford, not for just because he was a great football player. He was there because he was that smart. I mean, he was literally you know, a like, degree in like aerodynamics or something. Right. Or architecture, I think, or something like that. Right. And it's the same reason Richard Sherman, you know, he went to Stanford because he wanted a degree. The, that's right. He's a very intelligent man. And that's where you go when you're intelligent, I guess. But I, I, I think that from the standpoint of, you know, are you in a position, are you like, what guarantee do you have that you're going to be in this position again next year? Especially and I don't, at number one. That's what I'm saying. And honestly, <clears throat> I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. Go ahead. They have a young offensive line. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not go down this route. Let's I know. Not do this. I know they have been terrible, oh, but they, they have. I'm not saying that they have players players right but i'm saying that they have people that if they were coached properly could be decent <sighs> this is the nfl man parody rules yeah like it's as hard it's as hard to be as bad as the browns have oh, been god but they as it, it is to be as good as the patriots have been you know what i'm saying yeah like you it's hard not to throw a 10 and 6 season in there and go to the playoffs jesus it's hard for them to not win i mean not to have a two win season a six win season i i i, I can't go down that route i, I can't I know go that you can't, far but but think about it like sometimes I you just, are just a quarterback away well maybe from stability I mean, do you believe in Sammy Coates? He's he's a pretty good player. You know what I mean? Um, they got uh, Brown back. They, they they do they do have Miles Garrett and some guys there. You're right. I agree with that. I just think that you know on the basic fundamental level, Not I get Brown. it. Who the who am I talking of? Um, the wide receiver, Not uh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. They got Gordon back. I mean, you've got. I know this sounds crazy. But it does. I mean, Isaiah Crowell's a pretty good player. Listen, I, I do think they have pieces. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I just think that from the most basic form, unless you are a world-renowned talent or generational talent, you really cannot afford to do this. Like, Elway was going to go play for the Yankees. You know, we've seen guys who were going to have other plans. I think Eli, I mean, even when he did it, people were like, yo, is Eli good enough to do this? Yeah, that's again, though. Like, I, I've heard that stuff my whole life about Elway. I remember when that happened. The Colts were a train wreck. That that was all about not going to the Colts. Well, that's what I'm it's, saying. You don't, I mean, he, it's funny we're talking about the Colts. I mean, I, I he, just, I, I just think. He, he was, Elway was going to play in the NFL. There's just no – he was – that was the only place he was ever going to get paid. I mean, he was a good baseball player, but let's just stop. That was a different era back then. Um, so I I don't know. I I think I, – I think it's interesting, though. I will say this. Not a lot of 20-year-old uh, or 21-year-old quarterbacks in the NFL are successful right away. No. So, you know – but that goes back that, to the organization. He is like, a young football player. That goes back to the organization, though. Like we've yeah. seen, we've seen the difference that coaching can make in a young quarterback when it comes to. And again, I don't want. I know I'm no. judging apples and oranges here. We've seen no, what you're right. We've seen what Sean McVay did 
with uh, w- with Jared Goff. I mean, everybody everybody well, wanted to sort of early write off Jared Goff in that first year. We've seen – I don't know how good Jared Goff is going to be or is, um, but we've seen what an organization can do in sort of formulating uh, – With a younger, a with young a younger guy with some physical talent. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I Drew Bledsoe – Drew Bledsoe was 21 when he started her, his first NFL game. I mean, there are examples of it working out. Drew Bledsoe was a, a good quarterback. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he was a very good quarterback. If you were Josh Rosen right now, would you would you would you go to the NFL? Absolutely, not a, even a. I, I wouldn't even think twice. I think that's a smart decision. Like, I really just think that is the best decision because you and I talk about all the time that you're not guaranteed a Hall of Fame career anyways whether you go to the browns whether yeah you go to unless the he's got manzel money yeah, <laughs> unless he's I mean, got oil field money that we don't know about i mean you're not but you're not guaranteed a hall of fame career i mean you could go to new england have everything set up for you snap your leg and never play a game again like nothing yeah. is guaranteed if you were guaranteed to go top three in this case what it what seems to be guaranteed i take the money and run I also think some of this is is sort of posturing, you know, because what he what he said was, I'd rather be a lower pick at the right team than a higher one at the wrong team. You know, he didn't. I mean, he's not he's not like naming names or whatever, but but honestly, what he's doing is he's telling the Giants, come get you should you should come and get me. Exactly. Or he's you know what I'm saying? He's saying. Or maybe the Colts. Good God, who who knows if I mean, hopefully Andrew Luck's stem cell, sur- you know, surgery and whatever Belarus or wherever the hell he went in Europe is talk working. About a, talk about another organization that is I know a dumpster um, fire. And and then you got to climb over to Kobe Brissett, who's played pretty well on a really bad offense. Um, so I, you know, I think he's probably trying to send a message to two, three, and four. Come get me. More, yeah, come Save get me. me if you really – and, you know, and what that's going to do – So Save here's me, how NFL this works. teams. You're my only hope. Well, here's how that works, okay? What that means is those NFL teams are going to start talking to his agent or, or whoever is acting as his non-formal agent because if he declares, then he has to come out, right? So they're talking but, like his uncle. His uncle, yeah. <laughs> uncle Fred. <laughs> Recently adopted Uncle Fred. They're talking to LeVar Goff right now. And and they say and and they're like and and to gauge interest. And so if if it comes back that those teams don't have interest in him, he'll just come out with something like, I really want to play my senior year or whatever, you know, whatever. But if they do have interest, then he's just like, I'm not playing for Cleveland. Yeah, you know, because I was going to say, like, you know, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm sort of trying to faux ridicule him here and say, oh, he's not good enough to do this. He's not good enough to do that. I would respect the onions if he's like, I don't want to play in Cleveland. Like, I just don't want to do it. Like, I want to play in the NFL. I just want to play in Cleveland. Well, I will say this, too. I, I mean, and I don't know if he's thought this through as much. He probably has. Let's not underestimate him and Uncle Fred. You know, he's probably thinking as a young quarterback, do I want to go play in Cleveland or do I want to go play with um, Odell Beckham? OBJ, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm going to be on I'm going to be on Odell Beckham's Instagram with Drake. That's where I want to be. Exactly. So, a lot, you know, these guys aren't stupid. They have good, you know, older people that are, you know, guiding their 
talk and their decisions and everything. And, and he's probably watched Kaiser get his brains beat out all year in Cleveland. And he's going, I don't, you know, I can't run like that guy can. I'm not as athletic, but he's getting killed. Where am I? You know, I don't know. I think it's more about, you know, I want to play for the giants maybe than, but I can't imagine he's going back to school because I, I mean, he had a good career in college, but no one has him as, you know, highly touted as Cam Newton and Andrew Luck. None of these Luck quarterbacks and, are. None you know, of these, coming out of none yeah. of these quarterbacks are. Right. So he's not a lock. He's not one of these guys that comes along every four or five years and is like a lock to be a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't feel any any. I don't feel any way about any of the quarterbacks coming out. But you and I will talk about that. Uh, in, in I don't even feel. I don't even feel like he's like as good as Jameis Winston was when Winston came out. Yeah, Winston was really good. And some of that. Some of that is on uh, Jim Moore though, who could not win games. Like could right. not win games. Yeah, that's true. Could fall if he was. He couldn't fall. He couldn't fall into a playoffs. Run. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah, his playoffs? son could not win a game. Just trying to win a game. Yeah. But no, I will we'll, we'll talk. That was his dad. We that will, wasn't him. That who, was his dad. Who is still crazy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but aren't we all? Um, we'll talk. We'll talk NFL draft prospects as it comes as as the NFL offseason comes along more. Uh, Jim, it's, it is our it is our final episode of 2017. Um, it's been a good year. It's been a great year. Um, I've enjoyed doing this with you. I, before Why? We, b- before Why we, has it been a good year? Before, I don't think it's been a good year. It's been a terrible year. It's been horrendous. I can't wait for it to end. That was that was actually my Taylor Swift answer. You know, Taylor Swift said, <laughs> Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift said last week to Rolling Stone, I couldn't have wished for a better 2017. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. are you in the upside down? Like, are you in Stranger Things? Because you're right. Oh, this, she is this year flat. has been awful. Yeah, she is flat. Snapping necks and cashing checks, man. Yeah, she that's is. what that's about. She definitely. That's what is. that's about. But she is cashing checks. She also doesn't care that. Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. Um, You're not gonna go there. No. You should go there. there. Eh, go there. I don't think that she cares that the app she just launched has been taken over by neo Nazis, and that <laughs> when a lot of her, when when neo Nazis come out and endorse Taylor Swift, and she does not speak out against them, I don't think she really cares about anything yeah, besides well, that's, making money. That, that's, that's just me. Yeah, that's those eugenified dopes who think that a six foot blonde woman is Part an angel Indian from race. heaven. Just yeah. good yeah. God. And that's not that's not a shaming six foot blonde. You really, women. we got it. This is how we're ending our last. We're gonna go there. But this is this isn't a, this isn't a shaming six foot blonde women because I have seen Star Wars and I watch Game of Thrones and I think six foot blonde women are gorgeous. Yeah, um, I know. But anyway, listen. Yeah, and, saying that out loud isn't gonna help your chances there, jackass. You know, just, just be grateful just, for what you got. I just don't wanted, even start. Hey, what I got is great. Start. What I yeah. got is great. What, what you got is giving you a whole ton of charity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, you ought to yeah, realize. Yeah. I'm not, okay. Uh, listen, that's I, a one-way street of charity. I am, She's backing the charity up with buckets. Yeah. With a dump truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't one thing that you said in that that was false. All of that was two thousand percent true. Uh, the lovely Lauren's in the room. I can yeah. already tell. Yeah, that's all right. But we're that's gonna good. we're gonna we're, as we digress. I was gonna ask you, do you have any resolutions for two thousand and eighteen, Jim? Yeah, I, I yes, I have a resolution. It's the same one that I have during Lent. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I my resolution <laughs> is to 
My resolution is I'm giving up guilt. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I knew that That's the funny. only resolution I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving yeah. up guilt. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for Back that. Back when I lived in Boston, all my Catholic friends, what are you giving up for Lent? Guilt. That's what I'm giving up, you jackass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mine is going to be nicer. Mine's going to be nicer. Listen, there's no facts, just interpretations, yeah. man. Yes, yes. Thank as, you, Nietzsche. As we Nietzsche have, was right. As we have spoken about a few times, uh, even in- Oh, in, oh I'm in, sorry. You wanted to get to your resolution. I'm delaying. Go ahead. What's no, I, your resolution? I don't have a resolution. You know, my resolution is just overly cheesy. Just just be kind. Just be kind and empathetic. That's all I was yeah, going to say. That's, that is pathetic. How's that pathetic? That is- that's just pathetic. It doesn't be kind. It's like world peace. No, it's not. It sounds like Groundhog Day. I didn't ask it, for world peace. That's what it sounds like. Andy McDowell from Groundhog Day. I didn't ask for world peace. I always say a prayer for world no, peace. No, 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 no. I don't pray uh, for, I don't pray for world for peace. You. I don't pray for I mean, world what peace. What is this, a Coca-Cola ad? I didn't pray for peace. I didn't pray for peace. And I didn't <laughs> pray for world peace. All I said was be kind. What is, what is wrong with asking people to be a little bit more empathetic? I, I, well, no, but that's fine. Be kind. Exactly. Ugh. Don't talk hate on about, my don't hate on my resolutions. Talk about have, a goal without any real steps toward it to identify. This is what I need to do. Well, I I have. How are you going to be kind? Listen, I have, trust me. What I are have, you going to do to be kind? How are you going to act yourself into right thinking and be kind? Listen, Jim. We could spend another hour on the podcast, but that was a simple exactly. resolution to close you the podcast. But instead, you offer this nebulous. Oh, I'm just gonna. I, I think people should be kind. I didn't say so that we was can for all me. Walk away with this general, you know, malaise of guilt that I'm not kind enough yet. But listen, I gotta do. It, but I haven't been told how to be more kind. Listen, 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 listen. First of all, you're you're making the assumption that I want this podcast to be two hours long. You're also making the <laughs> assumption that well, I. Well, you brought it up. You're, wait, 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 but wait, wait, wait. You're this also isn't my fault. You're also making the assumption that I haven't personally thought about these things, written these things, or have spoken these things, or I'm have sure thought about have. these things. But that's not what you said. Yeah, but I didn't ask us to go into another hour of the podcast. <sighs> okay. You know what my All resolution right. is? I'm going to let it go. My, yeah, you need to. Go out I'm and scream at the sky. How about that? And I'm, I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I gave up guilt. You gave it up. For yeah. Lent. And New Year's. Yeah, clearly. We see that. And for this week, we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll be back in 2018. I, I said that while looking at my Festivus poll. With nothing on it. No, we got it. We actually put lights on the Festivus nice. poll this year. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. That looks good. Happy Festivus. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa to everyone. For this week, as always, I'm Aaron Palat. He's Jim Heenahan. We're wishing you a happy new year airing of grievances yes that's what we're doing yeah have a happy and safe one and uh maybe while you're drunk on new year's uh, be sure to share the podcast with your friends and family <laughs> give it a rating or two we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back in 2018 this is the carolina nick state podcast